Have you ever felt like you were alone, just out in the woods, it's dark and there's no one around you? Well, you are not alone. There are plenty of us out there that are looking for a support system, a group of people that will always be there to uplift and support you. And that's what this is right here. This is Crew Clothing LA. Head over to the website, www.crewclothinglla.com as they have a huge sale going on up to 80% off. This is a company that is truly focused on Christian relationships, exemplifying winning, opening their arms to everyone, giving a great big hug because it's all about support. It's all about enhancement of you being the, the best person that you can be, whether it be in your marriage, your friendship, your business relationships with your family, you name it, crew is here about people winning and uplifting each other. So let's get to the show. Welcome to the Dub Bot Podcast. Man, it's your boy Flo, and I love you guys so, so much for watching, for listening, for subscribing, for doing all the things that are free to help this podcast go and to reach more people. And because I love you so much as I'm doing my work in my normal sitting right here in this desk, we're going to talk about a few things. Back to the five, right? This, we only, we got five fingers on one hand. And so these are the five things that I feel are pivotal and most important decisions that you face in life when it comes with your money, how you operate it, how to use it, or do you abuse what it is that you earn? So here we go. Let's get right into it. You make these right decisions. I guarantee that you're setting yourself up for a financially stable, prosperous future, not only for yourself, but also for that next generation. So number one crucial decision that you have to make is, are you going to be a dedicated, resilient, consistent, saveaholic? And what that means is you're uh, to invest and build your assets. You need to accumulate a surplus of cash or savings. And for that, you do need some income that exceeds your expenses. So the first thing you got to do is the obvious budget. I don't care if it's a dollar. I don't care if it's $5,000, whatever it is, figure out what your budget is and how much of that discretional disposable income you have left to invest in your tomorrow or for that emergency situation that may arise. Building generational wealth, I'm telling you, is understanding you cannot spend more than what you earn. You must live within your means. So sit back and say to yourself, I'm watching, I'm viewing. You know, that Jones family is just not what it is. It's that trying to keep up with the Jones family is really breaking my back, adding more stress. Money is literally flying out the door because of the facade, because of the image I'm trying to portray of success. Forget that, just forget it all together. It doesn't matter. The most successful people, most of the time, don't dress like it, because what's the point? There is no added value to your personal character because you got Gucci on because you have all the Jordans in the world, because you got all the red bottoms and all the, the broken bags and 
that doesn't that doesn't enhance your character. That doesn't, you know, come on now. You get where I'm going with this. Of course, you can it can be debatable, you know, purses, they elevate in value and things of that nature, but that you get the point. You know what I'm talking about. Keeping up with the Joneses, Joneses is not what it is. It's not. Focus on where you're at in your financial situation and how you can elevate and improve yourself. But the challenge is, which we all face, is keeping those expenses under control. It can be a challenge when we're getting raises, we're elevating in, in our careers. And so, oh, I've always wanted. So let me add additional living expenses. So you gotta sit back and think, is it, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is this, is this a need or is this a want? That's the key question. Are you, are you going out and purchasing something that's the essential part of your life or something that you've always expired to have? Now it's okay to get a few things, but not all the things. Because now you just got yourself in that cyclical cycle of accumulating more funds just to give it out to somebody else. Hold on to it for your tomorrow. So what what the other uh, viewpoint is that I have on the expenses side is eating. Eating is fun. Trying new things. It's just it's just a great time. But eating out should not be a essential part of life. That is another, that is an expense that just balloons out of this world if you do not pay attention to it. It is not that important for you to go out to eat. There's a thing called personal time, family time, intimate partner time, where you guys can go out to the groceries, uh, to the grocery store, get you some groceries, sit there and cook a meal together, laugh, joke, have a discussion about the day or just that self-care. Like I'm going to treat me, myself, being fiscally responsible and going to grocery shop more and cook and prep and meal prep even more than just constantly going out to get processed food which makes you unhealthy and you start lagging throughout your day. You know, it just affects your overall body body system because it's so much processed food going into your body. So that's the health. That's that's being healthy right there. So the key thing is that back to that need versus want. If that's a difficult decision for you, you're not alone. You're not alone. You can ask your spouse, your partner, your friend, your financial coach, your your daily money manager to help you make that decision, talk you through the need versus the want. So that way now, if it's not a need, that want, that that desire to want and spend whatever that money is can be better utilized somewhere else. The next thing I have for you is to get with the system, plug on in, plug into that outlet. So I would say there was a time when bartering and trading, it was currency. Then the world transitioned into, you know, coins and and cash. And for a lot of us, we stopped at that cash and coins. We did. And then there's some of us that decide to dip our big toe 
into this new thing about establishing credit and credit cards. And when we put that big toe in there, ooh, it was hot. We got burned and affected us. And now we're sitting here years upon years trying to work ourselves out of it to improve a credit score. So before you walk in there, education is key. Knowledge is power. Truly understanding how that system works. And the best piece of advice that I can give you, the simplest piece of advice I can give you is when you lend something out to someone, don't you want it back? You're not giving it away. You're lending it out. I'm pretty sure you want it back. So if you're going out, getting lending and borrowing with your credit cards and pay them people back, that is the best way to build your credit. Pay them people back and pay them back on time. That's how you plug into the system. That's how you utilize how the world is now operating since we're a credit-based American country. You borrow and you pay, and you might as well just pay it back immediately so there's no possibility of forgetting or allowing it to build up and I'll just wait. If The rule, the cardinal rule with credit cards, if you don't have it, don't charge it. It's just that simple. If you have it, charge it, pay it. But don't be paying for your own money. Simple as that. The other thing I want to say is stop being unbanked. Plug on in. Plug on it. Why? Because if you're unbanked, what that basically means is you're cashing them checks. You're paying and you're paying bills. Uh, you're cashing the checks to pay the bills, which all that does is add time and cost. And we all know time is money. So all you're basically doing is you're working, you're working your 12 hour days, your 10 hour days, your nine hour, eight hour days, however many hours that you're working a day or in a week, hard work, coming home tired and whew, just to wake up and do it all over again to sustain the life and the decisions that you've made. That check comes in, man, it's a happy day. Happy day, check, comes in. And what is it that we're doing a lot of times? We're taking our hard-earned money, giving it to the check cashing company, and they take from our hard-earned money just to give us the cash. Then with the cash, we then go a lot of times and purchase a money gram or a money order. So you're giving away your hard earned money when the simplest way, the easiest way, the most effective way to make sure you retain all that money that you earn, direct deposit, get you a checking account, get you a checking account. Now in today's society, there are thousands of different creative checking accounts out there. Get you one. There's debit card right along with it. The money goes right into there. You have a routing number and account number. You can start sending your money out to your bills that to your to pay your bills that way, which is free. So let's let's get out of that cyclical habit of giving away our hard earned money.
because we're resisting to just plug into the system and get banked. Let's just get banked so we can have some bank. Let's keep making these smart, wise financial decisions. And then lastly, when it comes to plugging into the system, you want to get the adequate insurance. You got to do that. You got to do that. Adequate life insurance. You got to start having those conversations, the research and discussions around the state planning as well. Because when that time comes, you have all your assets. When it comes, you want you want to know that you're financially set and the health decisions are taken care of on your behalf. So the disbursement of everything you've accumulated is taking care of the proceedings, the homegoing service, the family has substantial amount to help, you know, the next generation build upon that. All that knowledge you accumulated, you're passing it down. You're making sure everything that you've accomplished, everything you've acquired and achieved and attained and saved is being passed and distributed so that way that next generation has a better out. The next financial decision you got to make is whether or not you're going to decide to invest. The only way you can do that is by going back to that number one, choosing to be a saverholic, to become a saver. So now you've accumulated the savings and because we know what's going on with the banks, they're not giving out great interest. So we got to invest so that way we can try to beat out the inflation rates. So there's something there when we decide we are no longer working whether it be for someone or really for ourselves. We're just done, we're gonna sit back and chill. So using that accumulated savings opens the door to investing, to garner a greater interest rate on your money through the stock market, through real estate, through crypto, and many, many other areas. So, but we gotta understand when we do this, because it can be scary, is a successful, investor being successful in investing is a ever climbing roller coaster there would be ups there would be downs there would be transitions onto other roller coasters but over the vast amount of time that is it's just going to keep roller coastering on up and that's how your investment portfolio your retirement portfolio your crypto portfolio, 401k, Roth IRAs, SAP IRA, all of the different types of vehicles grow all over time. So I'm gonna read this great excerpt from this article. I, I, I It was just perfect. So they say, thanks to rising affluence, the emergence of tax sheltered vehicles and Democratize, democratized. I think that's right. Democratize, democratize assets. There's really no excuse not to invest. You have workplace 401k retirement funds and individual retirement funds offer tax incentives. And in the case of workplace plans, you have the employer that subsidize and matching 
the form uh, and matching uh, the funds that you contribute. Pooled investments such as mutual funds offer easy, low dollar access to hundreds, if not thousands of stocks and other assets across the global markets. That's an easy peasy way to get into it. It's considered like an ETF. So you get a small portion of a multitude of companies in one fund. And then my personal favorite as of right now, it's kind of close, but I have to put this one at the top, would be real estate. Real estate is my favorite because of the long-term growth potential with the tax incentives that come ranging from mortgage interest deductions to excluding up to $250,000 in capital gains per person from taxation. That's a tip for generational wealth, real estate. And then we have the final thing, false. We don't have the final thing. I got two more things for you. Getting started, that's a big question. When do I get started? I don't, you know, it's, I'm 30, I'm 20, I'm 18, I'm 55, I'm 60. It doesn't matter what age, it's never, never too late to get started with growing the funds that you have. It's never too late. The saying goes that the early bird does get the worm and the sooner you're able to begin, the more knowledge you're able to compound which all that does is translate into developing good financial habits resulting in generational wealth. So it's never too late. It's never too late to get started. You can be conservative when you're early. You can be aggressive when you're early. When you're in your later years, you can be more conservative to get something guaranteed or fixed. There's multiple multitude of options that you can choose from, but it's never too late to get started. So start, start. Then the very last one, this is the last one I'm being honest with you. Uh, and it's really, really short. So what I really want you to do, I've, I've given you four things now, four, four different topic, topic points, viewpoints here, different money decisions that you'll make in your life. I've given you four right now. The one before is just get started, simple. Just get started implement the other two start 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 doing that budget plan get it going so that way you don't have to rely on this last one because this last one we don't know if it's going to even be available but if we made those good money decisions we really don't even have to worry about this and we'll be able to receive those funds if they come or be able to receive the funds at its peak value, meaning social security. When you wait till you're 70, that's when your benefits peak. You can wait a little bit after that before you draw from it. But if you did what you needed to do, which was save, which was invest, which is get connected to the system, and now you have these pockets of hundreds of thousands of dollars stored away that are just generating more interest and you're to the point where you're living off the interest alone, not even touching the principal, you can wait as long as you need to, to, to ensure you get that extra peak value social security. And then you'd be able to pass that on down to, to your family as well. And they have that 
dependent that that gives her social security but that's another that's another episode but yeah those are the five crucial money decisions that you'll make in your life i hope i hope and i pray that we're all listening with our eyes and our ears because we're listening to a podcast or we're sitting here watching me get somewhat animated if you will maybe not but I hope that helps. Those are five money crucial decisions I believe everyone faces in their life. And if they respond appropriately, when they all said and done and exit out the workforce, exit from their personal entrepreneurial ministry, that they have a pocket full to pass out and to enjoy as well. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Dub Cast, where we're all about winning. We want to get that dub. We want to have that victory. So if you want to support the show, which is going to be a great blessing unto everything that we're trying to do, you just head over to www.patreon.com slash QFlow Studios. So thank you so much. Once again, I love you guys. Peace.